It took a big chunk It's bleeding. It's bleeding. Oh no, it's bleeding. The thing just ripped me ear off. What do you think? Hello, everyone, and welcome along again to Eddie and Steve-O, the podcast. Thanks for taking the time out to join us. We have another half hour or so of honest rugby league chat on the way. So let's get started and join Steve-O, who's live with us now from Australia. Good to hear from you again, Steve-O, because people are always interested in your views. And can we break with tradition this week? I want to start with a great game that I watched at the weekend from Australia's NRL. It was the Broncos and the Gold Coast. Broncos 22-0 down. They looked dead and buried. What a comeback. They came back and won the match. Yeah, amazing. And I must say that Walters is very, very pleased indeed because they've really, the media have got into him like you would not believe, saying that he can't coach, he can't do this and he can't do that. And talk about what he must have said at half time. Certainly worked. I hope he's canned it. And uses it at every half-time speech. It was an amazing comeback. Well, it was. I mean, they conceded three tries in 15 minutes. It, they, they took a shot of him in the stand. He looked like he'd lost a quid and found a penny. He looked in a right mess. But then they came back, the Broncos. They scored three tries in a quarter of an hour. And they turned round level. It was, it was one of the best games I've ever seen in the NRL, steve It really was. Yeah, it was. It was exciting. Look, that's what we want in any sport. And rugby league can produce that sort of thing to fight back. We saw it with the New Zealand Warriors a couple of weeks ago, you know, to see things like that. Because let's face it, the media jump onto a lot of things, which is negative. But then when you get a fight back like that, it's good that the media say, well, yeah, it was good. But there's always something hanging behind the door. And the fact that Walters has struggled... And let's face it, we have to agree, he has struggled not getting through to the players. There is rumours now, Adam Reynolds, once again, Souths have refused to give him a long-term contract. Cronulla are saying that they are the favourites. And now Brisbane Broncos have said Adam Reynolds wants to come to Brisbane and have alongside him, guess who? Wayne Bennett. Now, they've got a new CEO there, and Dave Donner hears his name, and he's vowed to keep the vultures away because the Broncos over the past few years, they have allowed lots of young players to go to other clubs. And Donner here said quite strongly that that has to stop. And he also admitted what a great idea it would be to bring Wayne Bennett back into the fold. Will it happen? Who knows? Well, they certainly seem to need something because the the fall from grace in the last couple of seasons has been dramatic, hasn't it? The Broncos have been world leaders. Let's be fair, fantastic club, wonderful record, but just lately they have they've dropped off the perch a bit, haven't they? Well, they have. I mean, uh, one of their youngsters is a lad called Sam Walker. Uh, they shed him. They said that uh, it, his future is as a fullback. He signs for the Roosters, and the last two games, 
Sam Walker has been absolutely sensational. The 18-year-old new kid on the block has just guided the Roosters around the park like he'd been playing first grade for five or six years. Now, the wonderful thing about it, Eddie, is that he was born in Leeds. So, in effect, this new super kid could actually be selected to play for England in the World Cup. Will it happen? Who knows? Huddersfield are off the mark at a 14-13 win against the Rhinos. A drop goal from Lee Gaskell, 15 seconds from time, won it. But at least they've got the win, Steve, over the Giants at last. They certainly do. And remember, uh, <laughs> they had a bit of a b bad record, didn't they, the Giants, with uh, losing out so many games by that single point. So it's nice to see that it's coming around. And I think it's nice that they've got their first win. They were struggling, but it's like everything. When you bring in a new coach, new players, sometimes it takes a while for them to settle in. They actually edged ahead leads. Liam Sutcliffe's uh, one-pointer went in off the crossbar. Um, and then 60 seconds uh, later on, uh, Adam Caesar levelled it with another drop goal, this time for Huddersfield. Uh, th this match would have had you smiling from ear to ear. Then Gaskell from 30 yards out, he popped one over to the relief of Ian Watson. He, he said he's relieved to get the points on board, but he said he thought it was going to be one of those days when Sutcliffe's drop goal hit the bar <laughs> and went in. Yeah, you've got to look at it that way. I mean, it, it's been put under a lot of pressure. It's an amazing thing, this modern style of rugby league as we know it now, is that we seem to be getting more and more exposure by the media. And it appears to me that sometimes the media want to get the, the knife in the back of coaches and players um, every week. It's nothing new, of course, but at this point in time, uh, we just seem to, and it's the same down here in Australia, is that if something goes bad, it's headlines. If you're not winning games, it's headlines. If it, Are we going to get rid of the coach? We're only five or six games into the season, and they're calling for sacking coaches, for getting rid of players. Well, it is a, a results-driven industry, I suppose, and uh, I can see where they're coming from. But you're right, it, it's very early in the piece, far too early to be talking about sackings and who should go and who shouldn't go. Look, we asked last week whether Greg Inglis would make his Warrington debut, and he did in the centres. And what's more, he scored his 200th career try in a 50-point to 26 route of Hulkingston Rovers, though the Rovers led 8-12 at half-time. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting that. We, we mentioned it, we touched on it last week, didn't we, in regards to, I said, there's obviously been an injury problem. Um, and even English has come out after the game and said, well, you know, I, I got on there and I scored a try, but there's still more to come. So it more or less says that he's had a few injury problems, uh, not just fitness problem, because that was what they were trying to say. Price was saying that, uh, you know, it wasn't really up to it to be selected when everybody was wanting to see how it was going to turn out. But I think we'll find out in the next four or five games whether he can get back that wonderful, wonderful form that made him such a great player. Yeah, well, he says he's under no pressure from anyone at the club, but as you say, rightly, he says he will improve. 
Uh, Wigan 16, hole 14. Now, I thought this was a great game, but sadly, it was overshadowed by an alleged racist remark from Tony Club aimed at Andre Savellio of Hull. Uh, and it's sad that it came on the weekend when all the sports in this country, they decided to black out their social uh, media outlets. Well, there's no excuse. In this day and age, I'm afraid we just cannot put up with this. And I have to say, I'm glad that it has come out into the open. Because if people just ignore it, and what's said out on the field of play, in the past, a lot of people say, oh, well, it's just frustration, etc., and so forth. It's not the thing to do. And I'm pleased that he has stood up and said, I'm not going to put up with this. And I think we need more and more of that to ensure that we are not classed as racist in the game of rugby league. It's a huge shame that this incident made all the headlines, which it did, because it was a fantastic match. And it was billed as Hardacre against Comma. Two men, of course, vying for uh, England recognition. Um, Hardacre, I think, came out on top this time. Uh, Comma sinbinned and subsequently banned for a high tackle on Hardacre. And at times, he showed a little bit of petulance, which detracts from his game because he is a star. He certainly is. And uh, obviously, he can play anywhere in that three-quarter line. But he does want to try to get on the England squad as the fullback. He's a tremendous player. But you can't, you can't have that petulance. You can't have, it, take it forward and say that England, let's hope they do, get into the final of the World Cup. And Connor, he has got every right to be selected to play for England because he's a great player. And in the final few minutes, he just loses control of his emotions, may say something to a player or to the referee, and give the opposition a chance to kick a goal and you lose the World Cup. So he has to make sure that he can control his emotions because it's under a lot of pressure when you play for your country and you've got to make sure that not only are you fit, you've got to be able to take and keep your emotions under control. What's it like out there in the middle when you're getting battered and bruised? Because you're in a fight for 80 minutes, aren't you? You're in a fight for survival for 80 minutes, let's be fair. How do you keep a lid on those emotions? Eddie, the difference between those people and the other people, the other players in any sport, are the ones that become champions, are the ones that win, because they can keep their emotions, because they don't let the team down by doing something stupid, a high shot or give away a penalty that loses the game. And if you look at the great players in any sport, they are the people that can handle that. Going back to the Jake Connor business, he's now been banned. So too has Brad Fash. Uh, I don't think they've got a front rower available for the cup tie against Wigan this weekend. Um, Hull uh, are in a spot of bother, aren't they, for the cup tie, the Challenge Cup? Yeah, it's not going to help them, is it? The leaders of the pack, uh, they've got to be the front rower. You've got to determine... You've got to make sure that, that, that you are the boss. You get in over the 25-metre line, you get into a good position. That's when the three-quarters can take over. But before that, you have to develop the strength. And it's going to be difficult for them with, uh, with so many injuries in the forwards. 
It is. Wigan, Wigan, you never know. They'll be in the semi-finals again. Uh, but, uh, you know, Brett Hodgson and Hull might have uh, something to say. Uh, Castleford, back to winning ways at Salford. But Salford showed signs of improvement. They only trailed by two points at half-time. Yeah, I, I think that uh, Salford is slowly and surely understanding the, the, the new coach. It's not going to be easy for them because they, they've lost quite a few of their star players as well. Um, and I think that Castleford, uh, I have to say that, you know, McShane, boy, he was in outstanding form. Uh, he realises he wants that number nine jersey for England in the World Cup. And I would be surprised if he did not have that jersey when it comes out, when the World Cup later this year. He deserves it. Yeah, he's playing well. He really is playing well. But the, the most important thing for the Tigers is they got back... Uh, and they, they got back on the horse with a win. Lee went down bravely as well, didn't they? Only a 10-point margin uh, against St. Helens. Christian Wolfe, the Saints coach, saying ill-discipline from his men and uh, lack of ball security. It wasn't good. Uh, he wants a big improvement in the cup tie uh, against Huddersfield this weekend. Yeah, it is every right to sort of look at his own side and that. But let's not be a little bit too critical about the, the Lee side because maybe... Maybe the Saints coach might look at the the video replay and say, you know, a lot of those mistakes that I'm putting down to my Saints players maybe came about because of the the good solid defence getting into the face from Lee. Look, we all know it's going to be a difficult season for Lee, and they're, they're odds on to finish at the bottom and get relegated. We all knew that before a, a ball was kicked, mainly due to the fact that. They only got 50% finance to buy players. And they, they'll keep battling on. I have a, a lot of friends who, who live in that area and, and support the Lee, Lee outfit. And uh, they are stubborn. They'll, they'll keep at it. And they'll have the moments of glory. I still think they'll finish at the bottom of the, of the league table. But they will come up with some surprise results. Maybe three, maybe four. Who knows? I hope they do. Well, they've got to because Catalan were big winners at Wakefield. So now only Wakefield Trinity and the Lee Centurions. They're the only two now without a point so far this season, uh, five rounds in. We were saying a week or two ago, Salford against Lee could be the four-pointer. Wakefield against Lee when they meet. Uh, relegation dogfights. What do you think? Odds on. You've got to say that these are the, the games where the coaches will be wanting to produce their best form. And if someone's, someone's sort of carrying a bit of an injury, the coaches will want to say, well, I'm not going to risk him when we're playing St. Helens or Wigan. I'm not going to risk that. So I'll wait till he gets fully fit. Instead of playing him at 90%, and let's face it, a lot of the players are selected when they're not 100% fit. We know that. But sometimes you've got to use your brains in as much saying, well, I've got two players that at the moment are injured. Uh, I could bring him back this week. But why don't I wait? Because in a fortnight's time, we're playing Lee or Wakefield. You can't blame a coach for thinking that way. Survival. Well, survival is a, is a big word in 2021 for whoever finishes bottom of the table. Um, Look, we've uh, we've talked about the Super League. Just let's talk about uh, Andrew Henderson, the 
uh, Warrington assistant coach, who, along with Lee Breers, of course, is is leaving the Wolves at the end of this season. Uh, a nice touch this week for Andrew Henderson. He's been named as assistant coach uh, to Tim Sheens for the other nationalities game, which England are going to use as a warm-up, one of their warm-ups for the World Cup. Um, he says he's he's honoured. He's honoured to to be taking this role on, Andrew. And he should be honoured as well, because uh, Tim Sheens, I know him extremely well. We both played together at uh, the Penrith Panthers way back in the 70s. And he knows what coaching's all about. I mean, he's got a CV that's uh, only second to Wayne Bennett when it comes to uh, the NRL. I mean, he's a tremendous man and a tremendous coach. And I can assure you that Andrew Anderson will pick up a lot of knowledge from the one and only Tim Sheens. Well, we wish him well. Not too well, because, of course, he's playing uh, coaching, assistant coaching against against England ahead of the World Cup. But I think that'll be a test for the English boys. I really do. We want a good test. Of course we do. Look, in 1972, when Great Britain won the World Cup, we had two games against two club sides as a build-up to it. One of them was at Oldham. And I can assure you, Oldham, they came out, oh, with fire coming out of their nostrils. They kicked <laughs> us, they knocked us, they did everything. But it did us the world of good. We didn't want to score 60, 60, 50 points or whatever. We wanted a solid contest. And boy, Oldham, in a midweek game, I think it was a Wednesday night, they just shoveled into us. We didn't like it. But it helped us. It helped us realise this World Cup's not going to be easy. Uh, look, we started this week in Australia. We're going to end in Australia. What other news is dominating the headlines down there? Sam Burgess has been in a bit of bother, hasn't he? He certainly has. And uh, he's been spared a conviction today. He pleaded guilty um, for drug driving and driving an unregistered car. Now... He's been in rehab for four weeks, and the results are very, very promising. He's been fined just over $1,000. But the amazing thing about it is, is that have a guess how many traffic offences in the past is previous traffic offences. Have a guess, Eddie, how many? What, for, what, for like speeding or, or jumping a light or something like that? Yep, have a uh, guess. Uh, four, five? Try 32. You're joking. 32. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he's still driving to this day. Uh, yes, they haven't banned him. Not banned? No. He's been spared uh, a conviction, so he's, he's not got a criminal record. It's a traffic offence over here. But 32, it does raise the eyebrow somewhat, doesn't it? Just a little bit flipping. Heck, I don't know. Um, any other hot gossip, steve Well, it's just been announced that uh, George Williams, uh, the Canberra Raiders, is homesick. And he wants to go back to England. Now, the Raiders have made it quite clear that they want him to stay for his full contract, which is next season as well. And they have said to him that they were quite happy to fly the family from UK out to Australia to just keep him playing with the side. 
That's a great gesture. It is a great gesture, but he's homesick. So I wonder if that means he's homesick to get back to Wigan. And with the news that Jackson Hastings is going back to Australia, I wonder if the two are connected. Well, you never know. It's uh, it's just rumours at this point in time. But uh, George Williams has, has not hit the high spots as he did last season. He was tremendous last year. And maybe it's the the situation where it is finding it difficult away from the family. It's not easy. It's not easy to go down to Australia and think that, oh, you'll settle in. Um, the captain's challenge. It's, be, it's going to be used in the World Cup. That's going to be interesting. And talking of the World Cup, the two Johns brothers, Andrew and Matty, along with Sonny Bill Williams, have made it quite clear that they would like to coach the Samoan Rugby League at the World Cup this oh. year. Wow. And not only that, they said they don't want paying for it. They will do it for nothing, which has hit the headlines here. Now, I'm not so sure that Matt Parrish, who is the current Samoan coach, will be impressed by all this. <laughs> I doubt it. But, I doubt it. <laughs> but within, within the, the last couple of hours, the Samoan Rugby League president, Tagaloa Suwa, has said that Parrish will be the coach for the World Cup campaign. End of story. End of story, end of podcast. Thanks for being there, Steve-O. Great to talk to you. See you next week. Take care.